the IBM Z applications and runtime podcasts. Your place to get the news, trends and direction for mainframe runtimes and environments. So hi and welcome to another episode from our Application Platform Talks podcast series. This is when we chat to experts about the runtimes on the mainframe and their specific areas of expertise. Now, I have a fellow collaborator in all this, and that's Toby from Germany. So, Toby, again, thank you for joining us today. A pleasure as usual. Happy to be here. Now, Toby and I are joined today by Mark Cocker, who is a product manager for Kix. And he is going to give us some insight into how his career has developed with the mainframe and specifically more on the highlights of the latest Kix release. So, Mark, thanks ever so much for giving us your time today. I realize it's a busy time for you. Uh, you're more than welcome, Nick. Yes, it is a, a busy time as, as we announce Kick 6 one Yeah. So I'll just go through some housekeeping here. Of um, This recording will be made available at ibm.biz forward slash Z podcasts. And you can find many more podcasts related to all aspects of IBM Z there. So to kick off, Mark, before we go into the latest Kicks release, um, I'd like to find a bit about you and how you've uh, evolved within Kicks. So let's hear about Mark, the product manager, and how you became involved and evolved into that role. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, well, I um, first of all, I, I did a degree in uh, information systems management, as you know, I'd always been interested in IT. Ever since you know having my first uh, ZX eighty one and programming in um, you know in assembler and the um, you know all the home computing that happened in the uh, uh, in the early eighties, um, so yeah, I, I I did my degree and as part of that I joined the uh, um, sort of industrial trainees that uh, came into IBM for a year. and that was you know really good experience. I actually uh, worked. Um, uh, alongside um, the, the, the Kix team uh, way back then, uh, working in the uh, Kix translator, uh, working on um, the uh, C support uh, that we had at the time. And um, yeah, at, at, from my uh, degree then, I, um, I, I finished the degree and uh, came back into IBM. Um, at the time, uh, we were working on uh, you know, the first sort of integration of TCP IP into Kicks. So we had uh, things like uh, ONC RPC and all the sort of rudimentary uh, TCP IP support. And that was, you know, really great. It was good uh, development um, experience. And uh, I then I had an opportunity to work in the service team. And uh, that sort of allowed me to to broaden out my experience of communications in general so everything from you know VTAM and uh, the the sort of support for uh, the early sort of uh, web uh, items that we had to support HTTP um, and and even broadened out into you know at the time we were uh, uh, supporting thirty two seventy uh, emulation in Kicks uh, with Fepi. so that allowed customers to reuse their thirty two seventy applications over you know, new devices. So, um, yeah, that was a, a really good time. Uh, spent sort of seven years in, in the service team, 
helping customers, um, you know, sort of uh, understand the the various capabilities that we had in Kicks and, and fixing any issues or uh, uh, serviceability items we had there. Um, and, and from there, really, I, I started to really get interested in, in working with customers uh, more directly um, and, and on future items. So I, I joined as the uh, beta program manager and we had, you know, I think it was around uh, uh, Kicks 1.3 time. We had some really good capabilities to um, allow Kicks to be used um, in the in the Kicksplex and and wider in the uh, you know the the Sysplex for more and more scenarios for things like you know disaster recovery and um, making use of larger systems and having things like uh, the uh, parallel Sysplex support. So so yeah, there's uh, and there was some. Great features and kicks at the time, uh, things like OTE. You know, it was the first time we started to bring in multi-threading uh, possibilities into to kicks applications. So really helping customers, you know, through the beta program, uh, again, sort of understand and start to use those capabilities. So Mark, I I just find this fascinating that you you did your year uh, apprenticeship or, or pre- while you're at university. In, in Kicks, and then you came straight back into Kicks. Was mm-hmm. your course focused at all on mainframes? How, how did you get involved with mainframes, or did, was it just chance that you came back into the same same role or similar? Yeah, role? I, I think in the in the industry at the time, you know, mainframes were um, were not really talked about much in universities. Um, so I was well aware of sort of business computing, if you like, uh, with with PCs and uh, systems that you know were working in branches, so you had things like AS four hundreds and you know AIX systems, uh, so department type level computing. But yeah, ma- mainframes really just weren't weren't really mentioned in universities at the time. So it, it was an eye opener to to come into IBM as an industrial trainee. But again, it was it was sort of like you're in front of a device that's attached to a computer at the end of the wire. And, uh, you, you know, I didn't really have a lot of physical interaction with the mainframe. So to me, it was just a bit of a mystery. It was more like, um, you know, just a, a compute resource, if you like, at, at the end of a terminal. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it's only really when I came back into IBM and really got to know uh, the ecosystem and, and how customers used it, did, did the real sort of uh, powerful nature of, of mainframes, you know, become more obvious to me. But I think, I think, Mark, it is very funny that you say that because because we have this experience or we had that already with some other people before. And I think it is it is very funny because today people feel that it is like a novel situation that people don't heard of the mainframe in university. But uh, as you just said, it is actually not not a new thing as at all. It has been like this for for, for centuries, uh, as it feels, mm. and we still were able to actually get people attracted. So I think that can also give our listeners and maybe the managers in this in these companies a little bit of hope that there is nothing new in the situation. We still need to to attract those people. And as you said, you got attracted by what it was capable to do. That can be still done today. Yeah, and um, you know, in reality, if if you're serious about computer science, you, you know, you you have almost a, a an appetite to to learn new systems and, and new ways of 
you know those systems being able to, to sort of interconnect and and uh, use so you know even most recently i've i've started to get into things like home automation you know so using for example things like raspberry pis and you know virtual machines and running internet of things and interconnecting those for for automation is is something which i was vaguely aware of but only when you really get into it do you, do, do you get to find out, you know, the power and the usefulness of, of that sort of technology. Cool. So, so, so after this, uh, this, this time as in the beta program, uh, did, did you stay then in Hursley or what was your next role then? Yeah. So my, my next role was, uh, I was given an opportunity to go to a design center in, in Poughkeepsie, New York. And um, at the time, uh, many of our, uh, customers were starting to take their transactions uh, directly to the internet. So instead of having customers interfacing with, you, you know, people at the end of uh, telephones or uh, in branches, uh, they, they were going on the internet and actually doing real transactions. And as customers try to architect solutions to um, uh, to uh, to sort of allow that, they were really engaging with IBM as to how transactions that that weren't necessarily designed for uh, direct customer interactions could be taken to the internet. So how could they be modernized? You know, and this was, you know, back in the early 2000s. So the design center, and and in fact, we we started to, to, to broaden this out to other design centers around the world. But this was the first one where we really brought together the talent within IBM, you know, from products like WebSphere, Kix, um, IMS, DB2, WebSphere, and, and, bring that pool of talent together and then work very closely with customers in a design engagement to, um, yeah, to, to start to imagine how their, um, how their systems can support customers, you know, more directly. So that, that was a great time really solutioning, uh, with, with, with customers and even going as far as doing proof of concepts and, and some benchmarks in the, um, systems in, in Poughkeepsie. So that was a very exciting time. You know, customers were very excited about moving Kix applications and making them available on the internet. Um, and IBM was learning a lot about how those systems, you know, could indeed um, integrate in a very performant fashion. Cool. So, so did you stick around in the US? Obviously, you're now back in Hursley. What was that after that role that you'd actually moved back after this assignment, or? Yeah, so um, the the design center um, uh, uh, sort of uh, started to uh, morph into uh, you know different types of client engagements, and um, uh, so that role sort of ended, and I came back into Hursley in as part of the strategy team, and that's really really where you know my time uh, looking at uh, where Kicks should be going next as as part of that strategy team started, and. Um, you know, so this was back in the time when, again, we were looking at um, how Kix could interconnect and, and modernize applications. Um, so that's really where my, my focus was then for the, for the next few years, um, really leading the team, um, you know, starting to look at things like web services, event processing. Um, and we had, you know, various initiatives like the you know, how we could support um, uh, mobile applications. So, you know, things like um, JSON processing inside of Kix. And and Java 2, you know, looking at how Kix as a mixed language application server could could really integrate these later languages 
in into the product. So you know that that, that also later on included things like uh, Node, as well as you know the tooling around that. So things like uh, DevOps, um, and you know we had some capability to support um, Urban Code Deploy um, at the time as well. So yeah, lo- lots of um, sort of technologies that we've introduced in in the last sort of five to 10 years, um, you know, I was leading part of the strategy team for. Which is very funny because that was when, when we actually first met, when, when I was in university and had my place in, in Hursley <laughs> when we, when we, when we first met and it was about all this soap stuff and how to integrate kicks and, uh, and, and just imagining what else already was been done and i think uh, nick uh, who was it i think ian was it that said we are standing on the shoulders of giants it's uh it's very impressive to hear what you already achieved before you even started with the stuff that i know you for yes indeed yeah yeah the the, the web services has um you know really um allowed customers to to you know sort of interact much more directly i think before then we had you know products like brokers that that really acted as middlemen, if you like, a bit between um, distributed systems and Kicks. Uh, but as soon as we got yeah web services support in in Kicks, it suddenly meant you know architectures could be simplified, and we really had a, a standards based mechanism to to uh, expose APIs out. And I think Mark, that's also when we started doing the Kicks on demand seminars, where you were going out to the customers literally all over the world on a one-to-one basis and articulating i guess it was the kicks 3.1 time frame when we kind of integrated web services inbound and outbound into kicks and you were at the forefront with the customers at that time weren't you yeah yeah and uh, as i say you know a big part and enjoyment uh, of, of my job is is working uh, directly with customers you know and and not just in a sort of Hello. Here's here's how this stuff works, but but actually, really getting you know under the skin of ha- how the the features could be adopted and you know taken advantage of. So yeah, that that's a big part of of what I enjoy is you know traveling out to customers and and talking about you know these these features and uh, how they can use it and answering the questions and you know get, getting that adoption cycle, if you like, um, is is very important. And, you know, I think customers appreciate, you know, people listening and, you know, getting to the bottom of um, solving their business problems, basically. So talking of adoption cycles. <laughs> yes, Kick 6.1. How exciting. Yes. So um, we've we've um, uh, announced Kick 6.1 uh, back in April, uh, April the 5th, and uh, we're, we're doing the last sort of dotting the I's, crossing the T's, um, and, and getting it ready for available um, in 17th of June as, as a GA. So, yeah, the, the, the Kicks team are, are very busy just, um, uh, you know, sort of getting everything wrapped up, uh, putting the bow on, as it were. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting times. So, 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 what is what, what? What can we expect from six point one? What What are the big the big topics that you actually worked on the last the last two and a half years or so? Yeah. So, um, for every release of Kicks, you know, we try to create a, a sort of well rounded release that addresses a lot of market needs, and you know, going up from version five to version six, um, you know, we really wanted to. Um, 
you know, look at the future direction and, you know, reconfirm the, the vision we have for the product and fine tune, if you like, uh, some of the things we, we've already got, but bring in a lot of uh, new technology that can, can help our customers. So the, the, the kind of big areas we've worked on are helping developers um, improve their sort of productivity and making the products more uh, relevant to, to, you know, developers with modern skills. Um, so that has centered a lot around uh, our Java support. Um, you know, introducing things like support for Java 11 um, and some of the modern APIs that, um, that the Liberty stack allows us to support. So things like Jakarta and MicroProfile and Spring Boot, all of those sorts of things. But also it's it's about understanding and adopting that technology. So we've been looking at improving things like documentation and getting started, um, making all our APIs available on on the sort of uh, Maven and Gradle uh, uh, build stack and the um, Maven central repositories that allows a, a more natural sort of ecosystem and, and tool chain for, for, uh, for developers. So, so yeah, there's, there's a big part to, to support developers um, is one strand. Um, the, the other is around security and uh, compliance. And security has always been a big differentiator for for Kicks, um, uh, partly because we're on a, a platform that you know has uh, has been well known, um, you know, for its uh, security, you know, products and um, you know its uh, sort of focus. Yeah, we can make it the most securable one, is it? So, yeah, so yeah I, exactly. I, I, I like that when we say it like that. Yeah, and um, security always needs, um, you, you know, you can always improve security, right? Um, and, and we do this hand in hand with, with customers, you know, applications themselves, but, and also security products. But Kix as a, as a middleware product has a big role to play in, in making sure that as workloads run, you know, they, they are, are compliant. So IBM has introduced a, a new product on the platform called the Z Security and Compliance Center. And within Kicks now, we can um, take information about the workloads and the configuration that we have for Kicks and put them into SMF records. And we've been working with the ZSCC team to, to then uh, process those records and help customers understand, you know, if they're compliant to the kind of regulations that they will typically have in their industry. And, and this is a huge win for for everybody. Really, it, it, it's, it makes it easier for the Kick Systems programmer that they don't necessarily have to scurry around every six months or so answering mm. uh, auditors' questions. Um, it means that the security staff, you know, have a tried and a trusted sort of information flow about what the workload's doing and, and if they're compliant. And of course, for auditors, they can go to single dashboards and, and get a real good live view of, of what's going on. And sometimes, you know, configuration will drift and, you know, there are things that need to be fixed up. But the the, the, the advantage is you can become aware of them very quickly. Um, you can close those little gaps as you go. And then by the time you get an audit, maybe from an external team, you know, we've done the hard legwork with our customers and, and, and these dashboards and so on. To, to really put customers in a good position to say, you know, we're always audit ready, if you like. Cool, yeah. 
No, no, all good, all good. I think, I think, I think that, uh, as you say, that is a real headache for for a lot of people because, as you as you mentioned, the, the regulatory requirements are very high, and if we can help customers to automate that, that is, uh, for me personally, I'm I'm very much known as the security no Toby, but 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 I like that we make it more easy for customers because I find it always just annoying because it's so complex and it's so annoying to 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 prove how good we are, and I think that we that we actually help there. I think it's it's a actually relieves a lot of burden from a lot of people. So I think that's a very good topic. Yeah. And, um, you know, the security extends beyond that, uh, you know, the sort of capabilities we have in 6.1 now. So that, that there's lots of new diagnostics and messages and support for TLS 1.3. And, uh, yeah, we've got a, a new capability called security request recording, and that allows customers to uh, record as a transaction is executing the various um, security requests that it's making and the sort of uh, responses back from the system as, um, you know, maybe uh, they get authorization failures or uh, things actually um, are authorized when they shouldn't be. Um, you know, which profiles we used, which user IDs we used, how does that work across, you know, multiple kick systems? You know, all of that now can be recorded almost like a trace, but these things can be done very efficiently and um, in production, in fact, um, such that, you know, you can find out when a transaction is running, you know, what is its security profile, um, and then make sure that that's correct. And if there are problems, you know, it's a lot easier to diagnose. So, yeah, um, so, so there's lots of um, security enhancements um, in, in 6.1. And uh, probably the, the the last area that um, you know we've been focusing on is reducing the cost of managing kicks. So traditionally, we've had um, you know lots of uh, uh, sort of smaller items uh, requests that customers have raised, um, and and we you know sort of do various things to enhance the foundation of our product. Uh, but we, you know, this time we've we've really um, gone to town on um, you know addressing uh, customer requirements and and making things you know easier to to manage and monitor within Kicks. So, for example, we've got the ability to to tag uh, Kicks systems, uh, so you can uh, you know create a, a YAML configuration with with these uh, tags, and so you can say, oh, this particular Kicks region. Um, for example, is is running uh, a banking workload uh, and an insurance workload. So you can maybe tag it with uh, banking and tag it with in insurance. Um, and then maybe also tag it as a, a production workload. And then later on, you can use those tags to to filter and find out, um, you know, which Kix regions are doing what sorts of things. And that comes into its own when you use that information for things like automation. So then you can say, you know, run this automation against all my Kix regions, you know, that that may have been tagged with a, a certain, you know, application type, for example. So, yeah, yeah. so lots of um, uh, 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 sort of things like that and enhancements to to policy support. So, you know, I, I think we've we've done a, a, a good job in creating a, a really good, well-balanced uh, Kix 6.1 release. And I guess it's it's also positioning nicely for the future for everything's going in the cloud. Great cloud. We've got the security here still robust 
on the mainframe to protect clients' data, protect clients' procedures and everything. And it, it's all 6.1 has plenty of capability and value in in itself, but it's also paving the way for our, for the journey into sort of cloud and hybrid cloud, isn't it? Yeah, so um, th- that's really the the kind of direction we're going in with with Kicks, and and is why we really switch from a, a, a sort of version five to version six is to to really um, start to um, put all the support that we're going to need to to containerize Kicks applications. So if if you think about the industry um, in a distributed world. Um, containers have really taken off by storm because they can allow customers to to sort of build um, and and run those applications um, on on lots of different systems, be they on-prem or you know a hosted environment. Um, they can be isolated and then they can be managed uh, by by products like Kubernetes and uh, OpenShift um, to to scale out or to you know, fine tune that workload. So we, we're preparing the way um, for containers, and and we've we've been putting some of those pieces in place um, in in version six one. So we've got things like the resource builder that allows you to create resources for applications and then maintain those alongside the application source. And then when you build the application, you're building the resource definition, the application uses and needs, uh, you know, at that same time. And whilst that's good today for automation and uh, doing shift left approach for development, uh, it also is going to be a, a sort of requirement for when we build Kicks applications into containers in the future because you want that container to to have everything in it, you know, both the application, its resources, all the Kix configuration, um, and the stack that, that it needs to, to run. So, you know, we're building in the elements, if you like, that in the future will require for containers. Uh, we're, we're bringing those in now. So, yeah, as we, as we look beyond 6.1, uh, containers has, a, has an important aspect to play you know, both from an architectural point of view, you know, how you build and manage and monitor those applications. And and also, you know, that's going to affect developers and in how they uh, maintain those applications. So, so yeah, the, 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 the future is, is very much, you know, looking towards containers, but there's a journey to, to, to be had before we get there. Um, we're putting in some elements, um, and then we're going to be, you know, working with customers to to, you know, build out the the pieces that they're going to need, you know, and that's sometimes a mixture of things like skills, tools, automation, testing, you know, all that sort of thing. Okay, Mark, thank you very much. That was really interesting. Um, I see that we've been running quite a while now, and we haven't even got into Swedish timetables or or running marathons before getting on marathon <laughs> flights to Australia. So. Mark, thanks ever so much for sparing the time today. Oh, you're most welcome. It's a pleasure. And I hope you'll come back again, and maybe we will get into those Swedish timetables and what have you. <laughs> yes, um, we've got lots of stories between you and I, Nick. <laughs> so looking forward to spill that tea and uh, get some more details about the next release. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so I'll just wrap it up with... If you want to hear more podcasts from IBM Z, there's a whole range of them on our website with DevOps and application development. And of course, 
our own application platform. So please check out this uh, link, uh, ibm.biz forward slash zpodcast. So from Nick, Toby and Mark, it's goodbye today. And we hope to see you on our next podcast. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.